Welcome to the Short Ride Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're down in the studio today, back almost live. Yeah, it feels good to be back uh, in front of the mic. It feels like it's been a little while, actually, since we missed last week. Yeah, definitely. We've been uh, we've been busy. Yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, so the the whole year we've been talking about this Mississippi trip. Well, we just got back from her on Sunday. Yep. What'd you think, Ben? Overall, give me an overall 30,000-foot level. What'd you think of Mississippi? <clears throat> I was impressed. It was it was probably a 9 out of 10 trip for me. 9 out of 10. Kind of, I don't know, how much detail do you want to give on where we were at? It's a big body of water. I, I don't know if is it a big deal to say the sloughs we were fishing in or not. Yeah, kind of. I think so. Or at least the dam area. Yeah, I was, well, so we were in Pool 13. Pool 13, so, so that, that's Bellevue. Bellevue area, yep. you know, Bellevue down to, uh, what, Fulton, Illinois, I think is the next dam. Um, man, didn't break anything. No yep. one got hurt. Yep. Didn't well, I think that, I think it's a little bit unique that it's a little <laughs> bit further south than what you tend to hear of people talking about ice fishing. It is. You tend to hear them up, even in Iowa, you know, Pool 10, I think, is in Iowa still. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. And further north, you don't hear much about yep. into the teens yep. on the pools. And in uh, just talking with the DNR, they were they were pumped to have us. He yeah, was, they act like he was they'd excited. Never, they'd never had anybody call like, them really? in their You're lot. Coming ever. in town. Where are you coming in from? Really? You coming Iowa? here to fish? Like, really? All right. <laughs> <Heck yeah. laughs> so that was that was good. But yeah, we're we're gonna break down our trip today, talk about it. We're just jazz. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Uh you know, we didn't really post a lot of stuff. We didn't put nope. put a whole lot out well, there. It was wicked cold. Oh man, yeah. It was wicked yes, it cold. Was. And we were kinda out there. That first day we were, you know, oh yeah, twenty some minute quad ride. Mm-hmm. Uh and Ben likes to throttle down. It was plenty cold. You didn't have to go as fast as you were going. Oh, man. I just want to get get there. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, so we're going to break that down, break that trip down. Uh, the good, the bad, all the fun we the had. The fish catching. The, all the fish catching. For sure. Yep. Running running baby duty tonight, so I got the monitor next to me. Nice. Got the doggy in the chair next to me. Yeah, there you go. Is there any other uh, housekeeping <laughs> business we need to take care of? Actually, let's touch on this prostitution thing quick. Oh, since yeah. it's fresh on our minds. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good call. Uh, who was this guy that reached out to us? Whitaker. What was his name? Uh, Michael. What was that his name? I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up here quick. So there's a town in Ohio that's that has a local lake uh, that he said what ten to fifteen guys fish on regularly, like kind of like a little yeah. Crew I mean, it, it's well used. out there. It's a well fish lake. Yep. yep. Michael Whitaker. You're right. Yep. And he messaged us and said, "Hey, uh, they they took ice fishing away here. He was out." working in california for a few months and came back and there were signs up said no ice fishing yep the city put him up yep so he did a little act grassroots activism and got got some support uh with city council and hudson spring lake in ohio in ohio got taken off the uh got the no fishing no ice fishing zone anyways and it sounded like it was kind of a safety related thing which which we can relate to. I mean, at first, initially, what yeah. he told us it was a safety related thing. What I think we've now well, further down into the story today, it's broke that it's been passed. He he messaged us back and said, "Hey, everything's good. We can go ice fishing out there now." Yep, but now, evidently, yep. it's beyond safety. We've moved into prostitution. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Now I don't know, <clears throat> man. I've been shacking up in the wrong shanties. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, a city council person who seems kind of colorful. Mayor Hudson. No, Hudson Mayor says ice fishing is a slippery slope to prostitution. Yes, there you go. Um, 
So obviously there's some disconnect yeah, there in the city council and what is actually happening out on the ice. Yep. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of no. prostitutes getting after it on the ice. There I, might be. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong one. I mean, there's some big shanties out there. You really can't see it. I just yeah, don't I, I don't see either. it. It's just someone's ignorance, basically, of, yeah. the, of the sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of saying, hey, let me make some phone calls or let me uh, let me ask some questions. Exactly. It just goes off. And maybe, so, I don't know, maybe there's a prostitution problem in that town. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. There's some things I don't know about it, but yeah. it seems kind of out I, the What I do know, the memes about it. Oh, God. I mean, this is meme material Top for notch. months. We'll be we'll be seeing uh, years. ice fishing prostitution. We'll be seeing years. that come up yeah. for years in in Facebook ice fishing groups. Yep, yep. <laughs> just just fantastic. Yeah, just the perfect storm of that. So that was pretty cool. Holy smokes! He said Charlie Barron's posted it. Yeah, I follow him a little Post bit. He's pretty funny. Yeah. He's a comedian out of Wisconsin. Man, it's kind of posts. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. He posts <laughs> some pretty funny stuff on about uh just yeah just outdoors and ice fishing and yep. Wisconsinisms and stuff like that, which are pretty funny. Oh, Western and let's talk stuff. about uh, uh, the the bait pucks. Mm-hmm. That uh, dang it, I'm terrible with names tonight. Oh, I know. Let so, me look. So we tried out, did a little test run on some bait pucks that uh, one of our viewers 3D prints, which are pretty cool. Is that, is that this guy? Yeah. So they're. Uh, he says an older design that yeah. went out of production that he's bringing back into production. Oh, Nathan. Ard, ardent aren't yeah there you go ardent nathan aren't i think is what his name is and he 3d print stuff yep uh he made this little it's kind of like an oval shape uh like an eyeglasses pot. case i consider it, it like, reminds me of yeah yeah that's exactly what it is but yep, it's got like this divider size. in the middle of it that's got like a perforated bunch of holes in it like a screen yep kind of you can kind of screen you put all your waxies and uh shavings or whatever on one side of it kind of give it a little shake and at least on mine, maybe, I don't know, maybe it works differently, but it kind of sifts out the shavings. So then when you want to just grab waxes, you just grab waxes without having to yep. get all those shavings all over. Yeah, and, and I was a little skeptical at first because it the plastic's kind of, you know, 3D printed plastic. I don't know. Yep, it is what it um, is. But it kept my waxes alive. Mine are also alive, yep. And it was dang cold. Yep. You yep. know that. Yep. Um, we were running and gunning, and it was chilly. But so, it worked out really well. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had that one, and I also had my regular round bait puck. I yeah. would say the only downfall I'm going to say with this one, it's a little big mm-hmm. compared to just carrying the little bait puck. That's going to be my feedback, It too. holds a heck of yep. a lot more waxes than what I need for a day. Yep. And maybe guys are, I mean, if you're on a hot panfish bite just using waxes, then, yeah, you'd be covered. You know what I think would be slick, actually, now I'm thinking about it right now, is if that divider was solid, okay. like a solid divider, and I put spikes on one side, waxes on the other. There you go. Because I've mixed them before. Yeah, and I don't know if they kill each other or what, but the spikes die. Yep. They do not. Spikes, I don't think, last very long. Spikes and waxies do not get along, I don't air. think. Something to do with air. Yeah, maybe they don't survive very well in the same yeah. environment. Maybe it wouldn't be a very good deal. I don't know. Maybe you're just better off with two pucks. But, yeah. Uh, that That's a good a idea. Deal, but. Yep. So, yeah. I did like it. It was kind of thanks for, uh Thanks for pointing those out, Nathan. That was pretty and cool. really, thanks for the customization of printing the short rod show on the side. That's pretty yep. sick. <laughs> I, I took a Sharpie and highlighted the short Ooh, rod show part of Yep. It. Yep. yep. Pointed out a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool getting to use some different gear and and trying that out. Yep. So yeah, man that that lake in Ohio that's that's just great. that's crazy. Yeah. You're like you can't make that up. Oh my gosh, we couldn't make it up if we tried. Makes you real feel real confident in your elected officials. Yeah, exactly. Holy smokes. Cool. Well, we're gonna break down our uh, Mississippi trip. What everybody's been waiting on after oh, yeah. the break. On the short ride show. Ben, where have you been? 
We've got a short ride show episode to drop here in a half an hour. Ah, shoot. I've been outside blowing snow in my driveway for the last hour. Jeez, give me a break, Brett. Man, you just got to hire that out. I don't know. Like, how would I find someone that could do it? I don't know. I just look up on Google. Yeah, that could work, but how do I know they're any good? All I know is that the best companies use Evergrow Marketing to show up on Google. Yeah, that's a good point. I know Evergrow Marketing is a digital marketing agency that provides straightforward solutions for local service businesses. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, Brett, it means if your business relies on leads and inquiries from your surrounding area, they'll take care of your website, make sure you're showing up on search engines like Google, and make your phone ring with new business. They've worked with landscaping and lawn care companies, roofing contractors, car dealers, hospitals, banks and credit unions, and more. If you own or work for a business that could use a little help with the digital side of your marketing, check them out over at evergrowmarketing.com. Also, tell them that Ben and Brett over at the Short Rod Show sent you, and they'll knock 10% off your first bill. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that, posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining us through the break. We are breaking down our Mississippi trip. So yep. we're uh, we're kind of two average dudes. We don't get to go out for two weeks at a time and nope. camp out in a sleeper hut. hut in the Mississippi, and, some big old water. Yeah, so we, we did a little extended weekend trip yep. with a good group of guys that are just as hardcore fishermen as we are. Oh, that was a blast, yeah. The company yep. made it just as much fun, especially um, that first day that yeah. I was there. The company made it because we weren't really catching... Yeah. Shit. Yeah, and you, you got to travel with people that are your kind because yep. uh, you don't want that one grumpy guy in the corner going, ah, I don't want to, you know, we yep. shouldn't be out this you far. Keep we don't want to fish. You know, it's too cold, blah, blah, blah. We didn't have any time for that. Right. It was all, it was game on. You got to keep morale up, Absolutely. especially when you're not catching them. Absolutely. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. So, Ben, big body of water. Yep. You said we're just average Joes out there fishing. Yep. Um, I know you have a little history with the area, but just kind of bring us... So starting last week, so we left on Thursday last week. You guys left on Thursday. I still had to work on Friday. Yep. Or I I worked on Thursday. You guys left on Thursday. Prior to leaving for that trip, what was your prep as far as understanding where you were wanting to go, how fishing was looking? Yep. How you managed to pack the long bed so full of stuff? (laughs) Uh, It's a trade secret. I'll never tell. And we'll just get started. Um, We'll just dive right in. Yeah, so... Breaking down this body of water, it's it's the Mississippi River. There's tons of backwater areas. There's yep. lots of fishable water. So uh, it's also a river. It's it's totally unlike anything we've we've fished before. Yep. Um, I started off by just going on the Garmin, picking out some spots, uh, just kind of how we do on lakes, um, and then just specifically those the as, backwaters. Yep. Putting those as kind of points of interest, not necessarily. Nope. Um, I guess I was keeping an open mind about it. Okay. I wasn't just, okay, we need to fish a spot like this and we need to go here. And yep. then after that, we can go here. It was all just unstructured and just, I'm just going to pick some spots. Yep. Um, and then there's, there's just so many variables on that trip to account for. 
Um, it, it basically, I figured it's better just to have options. Um, and Variables, so what, what, how so just ice conditions. I mean, we didn't know if ice was going to be okay or not until the, you got moving the week water. before water's always coming in and out. Yep. We didn't know if we could take the boat or not, which we'll touch on. Yep. Um, we didn't know ice, water level. Yep. Water level goes up and down constantly. Um, so lots of stuff that we didn't know about access. I mean, if we would have had another six inches of snow out there, uh, that first day tough, access yeah. would have kind of sucked. Yep. Um, and then I went to YouTube so that i found some real cool channels uh searching for mississippi backwaters ice fishing gotcha and just trying to take some cues like if you guys know the river you can kind of tell um what northern iowa you know southern minnesota mississippi river looks like uh from the shots in the background versus further south so how the bluff set up how rolling it is how steep they are yeah so found some found some guys that were fishing a little further south uh, messaged them, talked to them a little bit. That was pretty cool. And then uh, uh, got in touch with the DNR. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, they kind of come in clutch. Up. Yeah, so uh, on the Iowa Fishing Report, it says for any questions, contact the, the Bellevue DNR Fisheries Office. Yep. Um, so, so do yeah. people actually do? All right. I'll give him a call. So give him a call. Scott Gritter is the DNR officer. Shout out to you, Scott. Killer. Thanks, thanks for all the help. Uh, called him probably three times uh, to chat, and he just loved it. He's like, "Yep, just call, <laughs> call me back early, you know, closer to next week. I'll dial, dial I'll go you pre-drill in. some holes for you. Yeah, uh, exactly. we'll have you set up. Exactly. He's like, "If you're not catching anything, let me know, and I'll get you some other spots." He's like, "I normally have my phone with me on the weekend and all this." Nice. I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome." So, um, yeah, he was really cool. Uh, just kind of gave me the rundown, like, "Hey, here's here's what I've heard. Here's what I haven't heard." Um, and basically what we did was pick, pick a mix of places, uh, that either had a fishing report or had a, I guess, unknown fishing report, but really good potential. Yep. And so we, we had a good mix of that. So what were you looking for when you say potential? What were you looking for that made a spot look like you thought maybe there'd be something there? So, so right now the water level is so low. It's, I mean, it's five foot at the dam, um, which is not normal uh most of the time it's it's seven foot plus so that that two feet makes a big difference oh yeah when you get in the backwater areas of of water that uh is fishable and might hold fish over the winter especially right now where it's basically midwinter yep you know we're not we're not in any kind of you know real i guess early pattern late pattern yet um so wanted something with a little bit of depth to it uh, or at least access to some depth. So yep. that, well, and that most of that backwater was all, you know, the majority of it is three to five feet. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, or and with five feet of water. Yeah. You're looking at probably three feet, but it's just all flat silt, nothing until you find a few dredge cuts mm-hmm. or a little oxbow or a little turn or something Yep. Yep. where you find a little depth. Mm-hmm. So the week before looking at the forecast, that's the other thing. The long-term forecast is real inaccurate. Yep. Um, and looking out past a week, uh, it was going to be a warm front the days we were going to be there. Maybe hit, you know, hit about 30 degrees. Yep. And didn't look too bad. Well, turns out, no. Just warm the front opposite. came a few days later. Yep. Um, so the we're day o- later. Off on that. The day yeah. we left, the warm front came through. Man, never fails. <laughs> and uh, so in looking at that, looking at the uh, some of the reports, um, what was funny was we're so we're gonna take the boat we're gonna launch the boat 
uh, get out on the backwaters, yep. but didn't happen. Nope. There was no access for, I don't know how many miles south from where we were even. Because that whole yep. uh, lock, or that whole, I don't know what you call them. The whole pool. The whole section, the whole yeah. pool, pool, that's the word I was looking for, was locked up. Yep. Like, even at the dam, the the head of the dam. There was maybe what? 100 yards of water. Maybe. And the, the, the boat ramp part was all iced yep. up. There was no getting out there. And and once again, shout out to Scott. I think he sent a guy over to look at the ramp to see yeah. if it was going to be, eh, what are the odds it'll be open? But even if that was open, there was no way we were going to get downriver far enough to yeah. go to where you were wanting to go. And two years ago, what, what made us think of that was it was completely blown out wide open. Really? Oh, yeah. A lot of water running through it. No. It just didn't get that cold to freeze all the way. Oh, okay. So it, it was wide open from the dam, uh, probably 20 miles south. Okay. And we drove to where we were at the boat. to try and, no, just scouting, oh, basically, oh, gotcha. to see, like, okay, is there fishable ice south? No, there no. wasn't anything. Gotcha. It was just all blown out, open water. Yeah. So that's what made us think of that. But um, just every year is different. So uh, he said, hey, do you want to skip your, you know how to skip your boat? <laughs> no. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> it's like, well, guys have been putting their, their boats in on top of the ice and then you kind of skip it over to open water this ain't it's like this, this ain't, ain't, a this ain't a sk- rig. no we're not gonna skip it no so. not that barge that uh funny. so yeah i guess the original plan was to go to some backwater areas that are not accessible by yeah sure airboat only yep uh and that's what you find those guys that really are diehard yeah. uh mississippi river fishermen they're running fan boats yep. they're running uh Airboat, they're running, uh, uh, what's that other deal Scratcher called? boats. Scratchers. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the disc on the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're running that sort of stuff. Hovercraft. Hovercraft, that's the other one I was yeah. looking for. Yep, yep. Yeah, so we didn't get to run the boat, which is a little disappointing. That kind of threw a wrench in the gear plan as well because yep. I was really counting on that bed space. Uh, if I load the quad and the otter in the boat, oh, yeah. then I got a whole bed, and I was, you know, I was running the tunnel cover on it, like lock all our stuff down, whatever, no big deal. No, that yep. didn't happen. So um, left the boat at home and, yeah, just loaded her down. Yeah, so the original plan was otter, uh, quad, yep. and four dudes in the boat, 18-foot yep. Clark's boat. Big. I mean, it's a, big, it's a barge yep. that you're running. Uh, yep. That would have been sweet. Hammer down across the half-frozen Mississippi yep. and yep. – I would have loved to see that ice. loaded up. Yep. That that might be a late a late winter trip. I we'll think see. maybe early maybe ice, this ice summer out. maybe we try to do a a dry run. Yeah. Oh, you mean like bring the stuff? Yeah, and try it. Okay. When it's a little less cold and not going to die in the water. Yep. Uh, I did do a little bit of measuring. If I take that front seat out, quad fits right there, no Ooh, problem. Nice. All right. Otter fits sideways across the front too. So sweet. Yeah, just getting it on and off would be kind of a yep. bear. But. So to get to the spot where we were wanting to go, do you think maybe we need a plan next year we need to go earlier? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a crapshoot. It is, it is. You we never know, know what the weather – you got to be a little bit more flexible, but it's tough to be that flexible on when you want to go. It is, yep. Uh, but yeah, we did and, end up finding good and water, but it was all shore That's off, the thing access. now, like we're four guys with totally different lives. We're four guys with four, we, five, six – Seven, eight, nine kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everything's got it. The stars have to align. Yep. And boom, we were all there at one time and we all got to I fish, mean, that's so. as good as the stars are going to align. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, no boat. Dang it. I really want to get some good shots of that. Yeah. Running out there. Um, but Scott was super helpful. Got us, got us some spots to try. And I kind of just lined up 
I wrote down on an envelope everything he said. Yep. It was like, yep, this spot, pros and cons, this spot, if you want this, if you want this, um, be careful around here. Like that, that's kind of the main reason to, to get in touch with the DNR or somebody that knows what they're doing. Give you some danger spots. There was a recent open water spot, uh, that we saw, but yep. if you weren't experienced and didn't know what you're doing, you could have right noticed into it. it. Yep. Not, I wouldn't have noticed if someone would have pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was, that was really good. And he's like, yep, just be careful around this spot. You'll be good. Yeah. We just zipped across and zipped yep. around it. And yeah. We weren't deal, even but. close to it, which is good. Yep. So the first day, um, we went out minus Brett for yep. a little bit. Well, oh yeah. On Friday. On Friday yep. for half a day. What time did you guys get out? First so thing. okay, so Thursday we were planning on fishing. That Never that was fine. We it's kind of a vac- vacation day. Yep. So got to see my grandma. That was cool. Um, got to hang out. Had some good Mexican food. Yeah. Get get primed re- and ready for the trip. So uh, Friday hit the ground running. Um, hit the access. Got the quad. How early were you guys out there? Seven. Oh geez, you guys did. Yeah, hit we did it, pretty hit good. Hard. Did pretty good. And uh, loaded everything in. And I'm glad I brought that extra otter sled. So we ran the otter lodge behind the quad and then another sled behind it. Kind of a jet sled deal. With, uh, yep. with more gear because we were, we were packed. Yep. And rolled out. It's probably, I think I measured it. It's like, it's almost five miles out there. Well, we had to run on uh, the lock system a little bit. Yep. Um, from the access. I mean, you could have pulled your boat out. or You could have pulled your sled. There was a little bit of a, pot, a pond mm-hmm. uh, there that you could have gone on. Uh, I don't know that I would call it a pond, maybe a pool. I that would have been a heck of a trip, though, trying to hoof Oh, it. yeah, you're hoofing it. But, uh, yeah, you could hop on top of the locks with your quads. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, five yep. miles out. Yep. Uh, half of it was lock. The other half was over water, yep. over ice. Um, went out there, found the dredge cuts, which we were fishing next, kind of not super close by a guy, but there's another guy out there, yep. which, which is cool. Um, and he just kind of guessed off the satellite map. He was pretty close. Where he wanted I to mean, be. he was he was in some spots that were six feet deep, five, six I feet. I mean, you could kind of tell where he was fishing that other people had been fishing in that yep. spot. I mean, you could definitely yep. tell that was kind of the community hole out there. Yep. And then we rolled in, pinpoint on the Garmin. I'm like, this is the deepest spot. We're going right yep. here. And by deepest spot, it was 10 feet. 10 feet. Yep. And rolled right on that spot, dropped the, uh, dropped the mark them down, 10 feet. And this little dredge spot that you're talking... Uh, I'd say maybe it was 50 by 50, mm-hmm. 50 foot by 50 foot. Uh, so not a huge, like, it's not like this is a big deep bowl. It's like I said, no. it's a flat basin, three yep. feet across all everywhere until you get to these little pothole areas yep. that are 10 feet deep. And, and just having that map, I mean, that got us on the spot. Exactly. At least got um, you there where you wanted to be. Yeah. Cause there was no fishing activity right And there. where you were at. Yeah. There was no holes uh-uh. drilled, which, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Blazing our own path. Yeah, it didn't blaze um, a little too hot, but yeah. So fished decent. I mean, we caught some bluegills, caught some bass, caught some yep. small perch. Real difficult to get bigger well, we found, fish. Well, what you found was as you got in the, that deep hole yep. were dinkers. Yep. Uh, you kind of had to fish the outside of the rim yep. a little bit, and you could get a little bit a little bit bigger fish, but nothing by. By, yeah. me, no, by no means big fish, but better fish anyways than what you were catching yeah and that's kind of a good a good insight into some fish behavior too or trying to get on the travel paths get in your zones yep uh brett's really the zone guy figure out pinpoint where, they're running, where to go what they're doing so we set up we set up where i was thinking yep tried it at a couple different spots uh ran back picked up brett 
and we ran back. Quad goes 35 miles an hour. And that was about at noon. No, 11.30 I had you come pick me up. Yep. 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 So I got to test that out. Flat, completely flat out. By yourself. Kind of lean down a little bit, get a little faster. Uh, Man, it's cold though. Yeah. We didn't need to that fast. But it was cold. Yep. Maybe, what, 10 degrees probably. Yeah, that Friday was pretty chilly. And we stayed out there. We had some broccoli cheese soup, which I was awesome. I missed on that. I didn't get Man, that. that's good. And yeah, we just had a good old time. Stayed out there till what, six o'clock? Yeah. Well, we, we hopped around a little bit. We moved from the spot you initially stopped, stopped at, checked out the community mm-hmm. hole, which looking back, we probably should have stayed there. Yep. Uh, and then also hopped to another dredge further up the pool. Yep. Pretty much found the same thing all the way across there. Yeah. Uh, there were plenty of fish. I mean, there were fish to be caught. They were a little I've actually. Met, yeah, they were a bitch to catch the first in the first hole. A lot easier to catch in that second hole, and maybe a hair bigger. Then we moved to the third hole, and they were terrible, tough to catch again. Yeah, and I've never been on a trip though where I've seen so much activity on the flasher yep. and couldn't get them to bite either. Yep, there was a ton of fish running, and you'd have them actually interact with you, yep. come right up, follow you up, follow you down, just like little fish do, like the the small perch basically. Yep. They just come right up. They're like, "Ooh, what's that?" And then, then they, they just, just sit look there. at it. Yeah. Oh, it drives me it's frustrating. Especially sometimes you'd get bigger marks that come in too, and then they just stare at you and not do anything. Yeah. Drive you crazy. Uh, but yeah, we stayed out there till not quite dark. We got off of there before sundown. Yep. Um, yeah. Because we, we were ways out. Yeah. And there there wasn't anybody around. We I weren't mean, we catching were nothing anymore. By ourselves. Yeah. Middle of nowhere, basically. Um, so that's probably good. And then, yeah, made it back, pulled everybody. Nobody had to walk. Yeah, we were. I was, out. I was kind yeah. of. I was. I mean, we had to help push. Yeah, a few times. Yep. To get back up on the lock. Getting up the hill is kind of steep and yep. not not the best access there. But for little quad, we did pretty good. Yep. Got her back in, loaded in. Uh, went straight to the little cafe, Richmond's. Richmond's cafe. Dang, that place is legit. Ugh. Super good. If anything that happens to this podcast, I hope we blow up Richmond's cafe. Mm-hmm. They could use a business. That pork they chop wouldn't dinner. Turn it away. That yep. pork chop dinner was. <laughs> minty minty breakfast all day check them out bellevue iowa yep. richmond's cafe yep. can't, Real can't miss it uh yep right on highway 52 so also check out the mud turtle while you're out there <laughs> yeah that was creepy <laughs> oh that guy yeah so we ended up uh heading back um what hung out at the bar for a little bit yeah at the hotel there that's the pretty nice that offshore hotel actually was pretty nice i was yep. impressed with that place yep uh, do a heck of a business the only thing i wish we could we should have done was we should have stayed in town and had a couple beers at a, a kind of a towny bar rather yep. than that that offshore bar was a little bit more high class oh, than yeah. what i would have liked yep. to be uh, i mean i felt i mean i'm never out of place a little bit with my muck boots and a stocking hat on but i felt a little bit out of place with my muck boots and yep. a stocking hat on at that bar yep a little out of place that's all right yep um fit right in at richmond so no problem yep absolutely uh got up early next day uh hit a different spot and this is really a cool spot yeah so the first day how far away would you say by water were we from the channel of the mississippi the first day uh probably half a mile half a mile by water yeah like yeah i had to if i traveled by water from the channel of mississippi to where we were at we were half a mile yep the second day we were 100 yards from the channel yep uh so and i think that definitely made made a difference i just wanted to point that out a little bit yep. uh, before we get too deep into the second day yeah and like people talk about fish getting fired up and you know being properly oxygenated and you know get enough flow and some current so they can stay alive sure um 
I was really surprised the fish were pretty spunky in that first spot. Yeah. Which got me fired up. I'm like, okay, they're they're gonna be here. First spot on the they're second day. Bite. Well the first, oh, first, first day spot even. on the first day. Oh, okay, yep. I mean all the fish are pretty active. Yep. I think they that was want bite. I think that day probably was a morning bite. Oh yeah. Just because I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> like a break of dawn type of bite. Yeah. Just get them right when they're the water's up. a little cloudy. Uh, yep. shallow, shallow water. You want to yep. get out there. And I think also some of it too is ice noise being that shallow water. We got to be a little bit more, I think we need to be a little bit more. Well, we'll get into the tip ups, but I think that was a key also is being yep. away from them. Yep. And I think ice noise was a big deal. Getting some of the bigger ones yep. to come bite. Maybe we would have had better luck day one if we would have been running tip ups. Yep. So the second, second day, first spot we went was pretty cool. You want to tell them where it's at? I was only Island City. There you That's go. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you look that up, you can figure out where we were at. But. And uh, we were there, and there's a couple other guys out there, which is a good sign. Uh, we were the only ones with the quad for a while. Only ones with the quad. And we also set up the We closest. only went the only direction. Like, we were the only ones going <laughs> the direction we were going. Everyone else was yep. going the other way. Yep. Um, but off the boat ramp, we went out a little ways, found a brush pile that Scott hooked you up with. Yep. Right? Yep. He's like, go out. It'd be a brush pile there. That's that's a pretty good spot. Yep. Well, there are a ton of fish in that brush pile. Oh, yeah, pile. Ton. Yep. Can't get them to bite. He put us on a lot of fish. Yep. I'll tell you that, but yep. we did not get... We and, got a few to bite, but they were no yeah. bigger than the day before. And I think that's kind of a, a result of the weather conditions and just... Cold. Midwinter, windy. it's cold, cold front, windy. Uh, the pressure, you know, really didn't change much. Nope. So, not much really pushing the and fish. And we threw everything at them. Oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. wax ones were not the game on the Mississippi. <laughs> I think that's kind of a river. Spikes, river spikes kind of were thing. the game. Yeah. Just didn't, uh, didn't want them. Minnow heads ne- negative. Live minnows turned out to save the day, but yeah. we'll get into that. Um, and it was cold. It was, what, zero, negative, negative something. Yeah, it was negative start um, the day. And the old diesel heater. All right, All right guys. Everyone's, Chugging. Everyone's <laughs> just itching to hear how it did. So it ran all day Friday. No problem. No problems at all. Barely burned, maybe a quarter know. tank of fuel. No quarter gallon of fuel. Maybe, yeah. Uh, super comfortable. It was awesome. Yep. Um, go to Fired Up uh, Saturday, and it fired up. It sounded like a jet engine, kind of <laughs> running. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it just speeded out. Flamed out uh, through an error code, restarted again, flamed out again. I'm like, what the heck? Okay, let me see what's going on. So I'm looking at the fuel line, no fuel's getting pushed into the into the heater. Yep. Okay, you can kind of see a little bubble here and there. It's not uh, moving. It should be moving its way through the line. To but the you can hear the pump ticking. Pump's ticking. Pump's yep. real quiet, though. Yeah, so it's working. Got, well, I don't know. Yeah, so. Or to get cold. That is a good tip. That is a good thing. Um, a good thing you mentioned. When the pump has no fuel in it, it's really loud because it's just metal on metal. Yeah, yeah. Just banging. Bang, bang, When it's bang. got a lot of fuel in it, it gets quieter because it's kind of cushioned by the fuel. But it can't go. So that's the first clue. Um, it was negative something out. Uh, I treated my fuel because yep. I didn't want it gelling up. What did you use for treat? Heat? Uh, same stuff I used in my pickup. Diesel 911? Hot shot secret. Hot shot secret. Yep. Not Marvel's mystery oil? <laughs> no. <laughs> Two, uh, two-stroke oil. That's That actually worked pretty good. Says Project Farm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, treated the fuel, uh, that fuel pump was awful cold. Um, so we threw a hand warmer around it. I think that helped a little bit. 
Yep. Uh, but really, I think what happened was that fuel tank got sucked in by the, the fuel cooling off. We ran it all day. Fuel was warm in yep. the tub. And then as it cooled off, it contracted and sucked in well, the tank Well, and there's no bit. vent on the on the tank. Yeah, it has one on the cap, but it just, it, it's not It must not work. Yeah. yeah. Because I've even noticed it before where the tank gets a little bit sucked in when we run yep. it all day long. And I think that little fuel pump just couldn't overcome you got that. enough so, suction in the tank. Yep. Unscrewed the cap. Let a little air in. Looked at it. I'm like, yeah, this feels fine. Screwed back on. Fired right up. Golden. Yeah. Ran all day. Uh, we ran on two DeWalt batteries. Yep. Uh, no problem. Ran all day. We could have ran it longer because after we pulled those batteries off at one bar, oh, they yeah. went right back up to two. Yep. They're so, just being pulled down. Yeah, we had plenty of plenty yep. of time. You know what was real nice about that diesel heater is when your hands got cold. So you have that uh, duct little ductwork right mm-hmm. next to you there. Is I can put my it's. It's warm. Like, if my hands were normal warm, I wouldn't want to keep my hands on there too long. But when your hands are real <laughs> yeah. cold, you put it right on that duct, and it warms you right up. Yep. Oh, it's, it's perfect. It, it's hot, but it's not going to burn you. No, 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 no. Yeah. Which That's is what good. I mean. It's yep. perfect. Absolutely. And I can just picture our kids running around. No problem. Nobody's getting burned. Nope. nope. They're going to hold their, their uh, head by the outlet and go, Poof. that's kind of hot, yep. hot air blowing Thomas my will face. Be hot, I'm hot. Yep, I'm good. <laughs> So it just purred all day long. It was awesome. Yep. Um, we just took the otter. We had four guys in it. and No problem. Yeah, basically used it as a home base. Yeah, that worked, worked out, out really well. good. I, I even brought mine, but we never even got mine. Yeah, or the hub. Check out. Or the hub. Didn't even use the hub. We should have got that hub out. I would have liked to just see it popped yeah. up, just see what it looked yep. like and stuff, but that's fine. It would have been a lot of work. Yep. But back and to it was the windy. fishing. <laughs> back to the, yeah, it was a windy sucker, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, what did what were we uh what kind of game were we running, Brett? So we started out fishing uh that brush pile. And we were running, you know, typical stuff. Ben's running his bull whip. Yeah. Uh what what do you run on there? Two pound line? Four pound. Four pound line, uh fluoro. Uh mono. Mono. That's, that's okay. Oh, I got I got <laughs> I got three pound fluoro on the schoolies. Yep. Uh Alex and Brandon are running, who knows? Uh, but yep. by and large, I mean, we're running a spread of baits out there. Yep. Like minnow heads, wax worms, pla- plastics actually caught more than wax worms yes, did. They and did the minnows. Right. Yep. Uh, yep. Nuggie style plastics. Yep. I guess that's what I was only running. White seemed to be my best color. Yep. And red spikes. We had those Red two. spikes were also good. Um, and everything, I, I, the only bites I got were either right under the ice or on the bottom. Yep. Things that came in suspended. We're just looking. They weren't doing nothing, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Also, we weren't catching anything that was on the brush pile. Had yep. to move off the brush pile yep. to get anything to bite. Uh, still within the little dredge cut basin area. That That's we pretty fishing. cool topography there was you kind of yep. create a map in your head on what we mapped out and knew where the depths kind of were. Yep. There's a lot of, lot of stuff going on there. I mean, it looked like it was just kind of a, a dredge cut hole, like a little bowl, maybe again 50 by 50, and they just put a brush pile right in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we were fishing on top of the brush pile, I tried the sides of the brush pile. You'd get fish to come look at you. They yep. just would not bite. Yep. Moved off to the brush pile a little ways. And then that, then you'd at least get, it still wasn't hot and heavy, but you'd at least get fish to bite. Uh, regular jig, and a plastic yep. seemed to be the best thing to get yep. a bite. Really where I got my best bites were the stuff that was cruising right underneath the ice. Yep. Um, one crappie, not a real big one, but one. Um, and then perch coming off yep. the bottom. Yep. But finally, we were like, man, we got to go. We got to strike out to go find something bigger, something better. See what all these people are doing. Because we were all the only ones going in the one direction we were going. The four or five other shacks were off in the corner. Yep. Uh, 
So we're like, well, maybe we'll start kind of moseying that direction. The one guy we talked to at the ramp said, you know, oh, it's like 20-some feet. If I remember, you know, three years ago that we fished out here, we're going to head over there and see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, so I was like, all right. Yep. Uh, so we kind of ventured out that way, uh, did some scanning around with the panoptics, found the 20 feet that he was talking about. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and which was a big area. I don't think we ever found that kind of that. We found on one edge of it, yep. but we didn't really find that it was a small bowl like what we were fishing yep. before. Yeah, it was a big area. Yep. Uh, but again, same kind of fish we were finding. Yep. Anything that we were jigging, we were like, man, it's just fish sticks out here. Uh, (laughs) so finally alex newmaster pulls out the the bag with seven beaver dam tip-ups in it and that thing was freaking legit okay number one alex you are the man uh, with beaver dams like culinary (laughs) exactly culinary Culinary skills second to none um a venison chili was bomb my my tip-up game is one one i lost my other fray i'm gonna throw that fray bill away junk yeah they suck compared to those tip compared to those beaver dams oh yeah. my gosh so seven beaver dams which he he said he got them on a pretty good deal yeah he said he got them all within the 20 dollar range 20 yeah. yeah not nothing was above 30 dollars. it's gotta be like closeout stuff into yeah, the, yeah, end yeah. of the season deal but that holder was like i thought it was the stakes for his hub house no beaver you know dam like a little it. folded up kind of nylon case thing and nope it's all rail individual bag. zippers i looked it up i was gonna buy one. rail bag is what's called dang Hold seven tip-ups. He's got six tip-ups and a jaw jacker in there. Legit. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that really kind of saved the day. So uh, the other thing with that, we we finally maxed our lines out. Yep. Ran 10 lines. Have not done that ever that I yep. can remember with. I mean, I've personally maxed my lines out, but not not as a group. Yep. So. Yep. So what we initially awesome. started doing was I was like, man, we got to do something different here. So let's go. Let's just go set up a couple tip-ups. Let's at least max out our lines. We'll jig still. Yep. Let's go set up a couple of these tip-ups, see what happens. Um, so I'm out there dinking around. We're, we're throwing minnows on. Well, the minnows are half frozen because they got left out in the truck la- last night, the night before. So there's skim ice over them. They're all kind of laying on the bottom. little wiggling, but not a lot. Yep. So we bring them inside the shack trying to get them warmed up a little bit. And they do come back to life, uh, a lot of them, not all of them. But yeah, ask me about that at the end. They're all dead now, huh? Or just squirt a little Gigi's in there and they're all <laughs> back to life. Ask me about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, I bet I got broken open. It's all over the floor. <laughs> uh, but uh, popped a couple of those minnows. So what we did was I grabbed the panoptics, and I just kind of scanned around. I'm like, man, we're in a hole here, and I know where we came from was only like the top of that little bowl that we were fishing was like three feet deep, Yeah, and we were in 20 feet. So there's got to be an edge here somewhere. So I just kind of start scanning around, uh, find an edge, and I'm like, all right. Set one tip up out deeper in the twenty foot stuff. We'll set something up in the three feet stuff. We'll set something close to. We'll set two along the edge. Yep. Uh, and see what happens here. And there was a little bit of a shelf, so it'd come from three feet, and there was a little bit of shelf at five feet, yep. and then it dropped down to like, no, nah, maybe not. Maybe it was like eight feet. Yeah, the, the shelf was, and then it it's dropped down to like depth, fifteen though. feet. Yep. Um, so I was like, well, we'll set something up on that shelf, and then we'll set something back kind of at the base of the of the dredge cut there, and yep. see what happens. And it was almost immediately obvious where the fish were biting at. I mean, yep. they were right on that edge. Even on that shelf seemed to be where they were biting, not even on the bottom edge, deep edge of it, yep. right on that shelf. Those two tip-ups popped two or three times before. None of the, the other ones didn't pop, I don't think, at all. Yep. Uh, before we started being like, this is the program. Dialing it in. Get every tip-up out here. Give up on the jigging. <laughs> we're getting 10 tip-ups out here, and we're rocking and rolling. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 
So yeah, I got the panoptics out and we were running. How was that tip up set up? So he had the he had a little treble hook tied on. Yep. Uh, went up to a little split shot, maybe quarter, not even quarter ounce, maybe eight ounce split shot. Yeah, just a, a small one. Go up to a swivel and then going on to Dacron to finish filling out the tip up. Yep. Uh, beaver dams, like I said, which were legit. Oh my gosh. Uh, yep. So smooth. The only thing with those, I mean, they're they're super sturdy. Yeah. Uh, which is good because we were busting ice. Yeah, we had to bust out a lot of ice. Constantly. It was, and some of those holes got real We didn't small. have any covers. We got to get some covers. Yep. Yeah, I think we could make our own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So the other thing, we, well, we maxed out the tip-ups, and then I was counting lines, and I'm like, ooh, we can do two more lines. Yep. So I was like, all right, Brett, you go get yours. Yep, I went and I, got my free bill tip-up. throw up. mine out. Yep. And then the homemade jaw jacker made yep. an appearance. Yeah. The, if you guys remember from two seasons ago now, I think, I made that thing uh, out of PVC, like one-inch PVC pipe, uh, a little like... Was it a uh, coat hanger? Yep, a coat hanger and a little hook uh, for like a gate Yeah, is all I used. And I whipped that thing out, set it up, and that was kind of the star. That was really Towards the fish. edge. It was definitely the star towards the edge. Yep. Never caught a fish on it before Yep. last weekend. Yep. But what we were catching... Uh, Prior to setting up the tip-ups and staying away from our spread, I mean, we stayed at least, I don't know, 50 feet from the spread. Yep. Uh, we're just dink little fish sticks. Yep. Set out the tip-ups. Now we're catching 10-inch perch, at least. Yep. Which, that was, you know, ginormous compared to anything we were yep. jigging up. What were we using for bait? Touch on that a little bit. I don't really know what they were. <laughs> they were minnows. Red, red, rosy red minnows. Yeah. So that that's kind of a specialty deal. And I'm glad we picked those up because yeah. um, not a lot for bait going on in that area. Nope. So we stopped at Hank's in Waterloo and picked up a good selection. So I think we got two scoops of you had regular. a pile of minnows in there. Yep, two regular and then two scoops of rosies. And they were yep. 7 bucks a scoop. Yep. I tell you that, the guy was no, like. I didn't know they were so expensive. The guy's like, are you sure you want to? They're they're expensive. And I'm like, well, how much are they? <laughs> like $7 a scoop. Like, uh, yes. Yeah. We'll take two. Yeah, we'll take two, man. <laughs> this is vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the rosy red minnows, if you guys haven't seen them, look them up. They're, they're kind of cool. It was pretty quickly obvious that they were the ones catching oh, over yeah. the fat heads. Yep. Uh, I'd even put, you know, when we first set out the spread, I wasn't really paying attention to what minnows. I was like, just give me some. We'll put them out there. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's going on. And then pretty quickly, you know, the ones that only had the fat head weren't getting bit. Yep. I doubled them up. I'd put, not on purpose, it just kind of actually happened, uh, where I had a rosy red and a fat head on a treble hook. Yep. Uh, those were still getting bit, but not as often. And then the ones that had rosy reds were just getting yep. slaughtered. And they were super lively. Like, I'm really impressed. I did. I they did, come back. I did they some G uh, juice in them. Um, they got froze in your truck, in the back of your truck that Friday night. Yeah. Left them out there. No aerator, nothing. Yeah. Uh, the old rechargeable aerator, not the best when it's frigid. Probably not. Lasted, it's cold, though. It only fine. lasts like two hours. They don't need a lot of oxygen. Yeah. So... Um, got them back out, uh, ran them. And then when I got them home, they were still kicking hard. Nice. And I took some water, heated up in the microwave to thaw out my bucket. Oh, you killed them then? Nope. They were still fine. Really? Yep. They even got even livelier when the water temp got up. Maybe that snap change in water temperature. No, they didn't care one bit. The, the regular minnows, not very good. Yeah. Rosy reds, all active. So they're still going? No, I didn't keep them. Oh, damn. Thought maybe you started aquarium for Henry. <laughs> um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Different kind of bait. I figured they're not real big minnows. They're decent size, crappie size minnows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I figured this is this is the time to try them. So I was pretty impressed. Yeah. So by the end of the evening, towards evening anyways, by the time we were ready to start cleaning fish, yep. we had all our tip-ups, jaw jackers, all lined up along the edge. That was a perfect line break. too. Yeah, and it was a perfect straight line. You knew it was a dredge cut. Yep. This was really the first time I've like gone in all in on the tip up thing yep. where i've just like yeah we'll set one out to it happens. yeah that's like for something to do just yeah. throw one out to watch yeah i'm gonna throw away that yep. free bill one i got it's freaking junk compared to those exactly those beaver dams maybe those we could do sweet. we could do a two for one. one of our viewers yep. will trade us two free bills for one give us one beaver dam that's not a good deal that's <laughs> we're robbing them uh what i did find interesting though is right so that's the first time i've ever sold out on tip ups and actually really ran and did it yep like, it's like a chess game out there, oh, yeah. uh, running the tip-ups. And it, it becomes very immediately obvious which ones are getting bit, which ones aren't. And w- then you just start figuring out why are these ones getting bit? What's going on here? Where are these ones set up? Yep. And we just started kind of working our way down the line. It was like, Trying well, these ones are down. all on the one end of the – well, these ones – well, immediately it was these ones are on the break. Let's move these ones we had shallow and deep back on the break. Yep. And then let's set up the rest of them all along that break. And then you, you just noticed – you know, when we first started in the afternoon, everything kind of to the south was getting bit. And then yep. by evening, everything on the north side was the only place we were getting bit. Yep. It changed throughout the day, yep. like in front of our eyes. We we're like, a bunch of bites down here. Oh. Yep. And then we, and we leapfrogged a few here. of them down yep. the other way. But then the final bites were all just coming on the jaw jackers, mm-hmm. which I don't know what was going on with that. Um, as far as I know, they were, I mean, maybe it was the line and everything at that point, the rig. I think it is just more sensitive when the bite got a little tougher. Sure, where, sure. Uh, that homemade jaw jacker was that was the show. At that the was end of the, night. the most sensitive thing. I mean, you could watch it bob that yep. coat hanger up and down, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, he's gonna take okay. it. He's gonna take and it." And as soon as he swallows it, I mean, it, it just boom, yeah. and you got him. So uh, even versus the standard, the blue jaw jacker, that blue jaw jacker was too tight. Yep, just some of them not touchy enough. Yep. Um, I mean, it still caught him and it still yep. set off, but yep. Man, that was, I'm all in on the, the homemade jaw jacker. Yeah, so I got to dust mine off. We need to, uh, oh, you got one? Yeah, you made me one. Sweet. I was going to say, we need to make like three, four more. Yeah, we can do that. Those run those jaw jackers. I'm going to get the beaver dams. Uh, we take the boys with us. Those will be two more lines we can run. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah, so that, that was cool. We did a fish fry. Uh, got in some yellow bass too, which yeah, well, we ended tasty. up with what, three yellow bass, uh, I bet eight perch, yep, crappie, mm-hmm. and a white bass mm-hmm. that we kept. Yep. Uh, we Alex did catch back. a walleye. Yep, little guy, but did catch one. Yep, threw a lot back, a lot of perch back. Um, yeah. I got real cold. I mean, like I, my face was like just windburned and sunburned. Because you guys got to lotion up. <laughs> yeah, you had to look at me like I was some sort of freaking weirdo getting put lotion on my hands and my face before we left. <laughs> when I got back to the hotel, my face was just on fire. All these guys are doing is complaining about how cold they are, and yeah, her face is on fire and all this. And I'm like lotioning up, and I'm fine. I'm the one sticking my hands in the in the bait bucket, getting oh, stuff yeah, out. Doesn't bother me. Uh, no problems with the face. Yep. Good to go. I did freeze my one finger a little little bit running the quad back. I did have something going on with my thumb here, though. I don't know what heck happened there. Got a yeah, little frosty. It's weird. A rosy red bite. Well, yeah, it's weird. It's just on the top of my thumb right there. I don't know what the heck happened. <laughs> yep. but yeah, maybe but maybe a little ice. Uh, this was the first uh, ice trip, you know, decent. You know, we try and do it every year. We try and go somewhere every yep. year. Um, you know, off the beaten path kind of thing. The first ice trip where we didn't break anything, uh, nobody got hurt. Yep. Like, there wasn't a major fiasco. And I guarantee you we caught 
more fish than anybody oh, else yeah. out there. You can just kind of tell you the tell way the people sentiment. are moving and yep. coming and going. Um, no one stayed in one spot for very long. Uh, people would come and be out for an hour or two and leave. Yeah. Uh, you just knew that it just didn't feel like anybody else was really catching anything. And then there was that guy that kind of set up near, not not on us, but Yeah, the old dude set us. up next to us. I mean, he was a hard ass just sitting out there on a bucket. Yep. Uh, it was a cold, windy sucker. Real but he skeptical. was just looking at us like, what the hell? <laughs> it so was pretty I, funny. So we had, had the otter up. We had the diesel heater going, which is kind of, yeah, just out there howling. And I think the guy only ever saw me and you. Yeah. And we got 10 lines out there. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> obviously, tip-up fish is not very common in that area. No. We, I mean, I, we were the only ones running tip-ups, no. but uh, it just didn't strike me as many people had seen yep. people running a spread of tip-ups like that. I think we got people fired up about staying there longer than they probably would have otherwise. Well, that's because we kept yelling. I, I made sure because <laughs> this is the first time I've ever rated. I, every time one went up, even if it wasn't doing, tip up, tip up, just yelling it all the way across the lake. And I ran. I, fr- oh, I was yeah. like, yep, I'm not going to miss this yep. fish. <laughs> one thing I did find interesting while we were doing that, you know, when you see people set the tip ups, you know, they, they try to kind of gingerly pick up the tip up off the ice. Yep. And then they feed it a little bit of line. And then they try to set the hook. And any time I did that, they just dropped the bait. It never, I don't think it caught anything when I was trying yep. to be yep. all sneaky and yep. that. Every time I'd catch one, though, I would just grab the spindle of the tip up and just yank the whole sucker up <laughs> and set the hook as I was pulling yep. the tip up off yep. the ice hole. And that worked every single time. Yep. Uh, yeah, didn't miss a whole lot of fish. I never missed a fish our, when our I did that. Our hookup percentage was pretty good. Yep. I was pretty impressed for, for that setup. Yep. Man, that's fun. And I mean, some frankly, some of them were kind of small that we were catching on those tip ups. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I was impressed that we were able to. Number one, the tip up set it off, or it got set off by the tip up without them dropping the bait. Yep. Kept the bait, set the hook, got them in. Yep. Uh, so it kind of just shows how sensitive they were. Yep. Even on the jaw jacker stuff. Yep. Uh, there were a few dinkers that got caught. I mean, there were still some nice ones that we caught. In oh Hampton. yeah. Yeah. That's uh, pretty cool. You could definitely tell when there was a yellow bass on versus some of them perch, but yep. uh, that was one thing I thought was interesting. Setting the hook on the on the uh, tip up. Yep. Uh, and what I don't know, it just feels like you never know what's going to be on the end of that sucker. You never know, absolutely not. And it's cool to uh, just take turns. Well, what was fun too up is just and... shutting off the electronics. Yep. Sitting there shooting the breeze. With, I mean, the panoptics was key to get them set up the way we wanted them and where they needed to be. But then it was cool just shutting that off. Yeah. And just shooting the breeze and just keeping an eye out the windows. Having eating, a good old time. Some venison chili. Yep. Uh. Got a T-shirt, drinking beers, yep, just hanging out. Yep, that was that was a lot of fun. That was cool, and we were we we're doing our own thing. That's what I'm always all well, we about. We're definitely not doing anything anybody else was doing. You that's know, for just sure. um, guys talk about going on guide guided trips, going, you know, doing whatever kind of trip everyone else does. Oh yeah, I go to Devil's Lake and yep. set up in a snow bear and catch perch. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But we found our own bite, found our own water. Did our own thing. Like, Caught them the way we wanted. We were self-sufficient the whole day, no problem. Yeah. Like, comfortable. It was awesome. So, it, I'm, I'm, I'm horned up on the tip-up. I can right tell. <laughs> uh, I think it'd be killer out on Big Creek. Yep. If we got me, you, uh, Alan Luke. Yeah, uh, we need some guys with three-line licenses. A couple other folks. <laughs> really I mean, I'll buy out. another license if I got You need that. to. But, Absolutely. Uh I mean, we can get 10, 15 tip-ups set up out there. Yep. Get away from those tip-ups. I think that's a big deal yep. out there in Big Creek because it gets a lot of pressure in some of those spots. Yep. And then chase them with the quad. No, just run out there. That quad's <laughs> going to spook everything out of, out of the city. I still want to try that and jump off the back and 
Break your leg. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dive right in, grab one, and go. But uh, I think that'd be killer out that there. That would be cool. I don't see any many people or anyone really no. run. I mean, a tip up, sure, but you don't see like a spread. Yep. The spread is key. Like a tip up isn't doing shit. No, your odds of catching something. Well, you don't know when it, where anything's coming from. You don't yep. know how it's set up. Yep. Uh, but the spread, you could initially hedge your bets, set them up all over the place, and then you start seeing which ones are going off. Yep. Then start moving your tip ups around yep. in those areas. I mean, my, the light bulb's gone off for me on tip ups. <laughs> all in on the tip ups. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Um, I think people really think about tip ups as a predator kind of fish catching device, and not, definitely does not happen. Not We've for crappie. Anything uh, else? Yep. Yeah, yellow bass, perch, yep. little perch even. Yeah, uh, bass. Got some yeah, bass little on bass. There. They'll catch anything mm-hmm. as long as they're willing to get their mouth around it. Yep. I think it is kind of a, a minnow thing, though. I don't know that I'd just send yeah, down like waxies. Man, minnows are just a pain. Gosh dang it. Yeah, but if we're gonna run a whole spread on them, I'm not afraid. To I know. On yeah, we can go get them. Yep. I do like the idea of a seven and a half angle. A little smaller one than the thirteen, because yeah. that thirteen is just a lot of water in there. It's got it. Yeah. Uh, and then oh, there was the sacred. There was the broken minnow scoop. Oh, I know. And I just bought that too because I'm yeah. like, we need some kind of scoop. And I hate the, I hate the the net ones that just freeze in there, freeze constantly. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I'll get a plastic scoop. Well, then that froze instantly too. So can't win. I do want to know how do you guys keep your angles from freezing? You don't. I mean, do you put something around the seal? Like, that was, maybe that was a little the Vaseline, thing. maybe. Maybe that would work, yeah. Because I had to get the screwdriver out to pry that sucker back oh, over. Oh, yeah. She was froze tight. Yeah. And then you open it up, and you're like, eh, shoot, this, it's half froze. And then the hard part was the way it froze. It was froze at an angle. Yeah, there's yeah. room for those minnows to get up in there, and you can't get them back out. Yeah, yeah. Unless you thaw the ice out. Yeah. Well, like, it slept next to me the first night. Oh. Next to my bed. Yeah. With the aerator going. Dang. And then plugged in my phone charger, charging the aerator. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we'll have to do that next time. Yeah, yeah. So, overall, great trip. We did use about, uh, I need to fill my otter back up with fuel just to see. I, I want to just run it on a See how much you used? Yeah, I'm exactly. guessing probably around maybe half a gallon, closer to a gallon. Yep. And we burned, what, 0.6 gallon of fuel on the quad? 0. 0.6. Yeah. We're a fuel-efficient operation, if nothing else. That's like over 10 miles to a gallon. Yeah, if if we count the the and for how the, much pulling and hauling it was doing, I mean, we were never going real fast. Other than that time you were by yourself, I was going way fast. But mm-hmm. oh, that uh, on my way out of town, I drove past Clark's boats. Oh, nice, nice yep. operation they yep. got over there by the high school. Yep, that's well. yeah. I took another little scenic route on the way at home. Uh, yep, through uh, cut over to one fifty one over there. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Uh, Cascade, Cascade. I think the Bellevue Cascade Road. That's yep. what it took. Yep, that's a real pretty drive. Yep, pretty different country. So, yeah, Brett Brett prides himself on seeing some different Yeah, towns. I like to get out there off the beaten path a little bit. Just to say that he's been there. Well, yeah, when you work in the farming industry, uh, <laughs> it helps a little bit when you say, oh, yeah, I've been to that town, I've eaten at this place, or I've drove yep. through here, yep. seen that, you know. Yep. Helps all, you relate. All in on the Richmonds. Yep. We Oh, we stopped there for breakfast on the way out of town, of course. Yep. Cinnamon rolls are bomb. Oh, were they? Oh, man, yeah. Dang it. Dang, Dude, they're so good. I got good. the mess. It was pretty solid. Uh, it was my French toast, coffee, which was a dollar. Well, yeah, but it was only like a three ounce cup. Well, they bring more. Well, I know, but and, it's still uh, a tiny cup. Well, she filled it up twice. Yeah, I know. It was still a tiny cup. And two big cinnamon rolls was $12. Yeah, super cheap place. I mean, I could afford to drive from Des Moines to Richmond's to get breakfast if I had to. <laughs> exactly. Holy smokes. Yep. So it was a good trip. I like it. Yeah, I think we need to start making that a bit more of a yep. ritual. 
Uh, I think there's a lot. I think there's a, we could hone in on a few things. There's a lot of potential there. That's yeah. where it's really tough when we're there for two days. Yep. Like all that prep work that we do. Um, Jesse from Isaholics put it pretty well. He's like, anybody else feel fishing's like 90% prep, 7% travel, and 3% fishing? Yeah. So like, that's exactly yes, what that was. Exactly what it was. Yep. But and I think then, there's there's a lot of opportunity for us to unpackage in that place to like oh yeah break it down a little bit more yeah uh, it yep. changes every year it'll be su- it's such a dynamic fishery yeah uh, you don't I don't think you can just have a honey hole yeah the perch population is really looking up yep real good couple yep. class classes coming in yeah so yeah that'll be cool I mean yeah when you're talking about catching nice perch you know the fishery is gonna be pretty mm-hmm. solid maybe all the all the the perch are trickling down from pool nine ten eleven. Their All babies the big, are maybe yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cool guys. Yeah, I think that's, that's all good I got episode. For you. Yeah, yeah, you're jazzed on the tip ups. So you can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all in. Yep. Next season, I'm gonna have the whole rail bag full. <laughs> I know. Just just go for broke on yep. beaver dams. Yep. Um, when you think about gear that we don't have though, we don't have those. No, we don't. You know, we talk about getting Christmas gifts and stuff every year. Beaver dam tip ups. Beaver dam tip ups. Maybe I'll do that for Father. Maybe I'll ask for that for Father's Day. Perfect. Ooh, anniversary gift, actually. That'll be just before uh, (laughs) next ice season. Excellent. Cool. All right, guys. Well, we'll catch you next time on The Short Rod Show.